Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Jay. Hey Q, will you tell me a bedtime story? Sure. Once upon a time, uh-huh. I don't know the rest. Can you tell me the rest? What the fuck is this? The worst story ever. You're supposed to tell me a fucking story. Once upon a time, there was a rabbit and a tortoise. Uh-huh. And then they both got hit by a car. Jesus! Because you don't want to go down that road. Fuck! I don't want to see that children's story adapted into a movie. Uh, we pretty much have in Milo and Otis. Oh, it's true! And Pet Cemetery. That is also a true. That is, a, it is a baby. Not a rabbit or a hare. Still mowed down in its prime. Mowed down, mowed down in its prime. It and had it's, such a long life ahead of it. In its fucking prime time. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, seriously, so, hey, hey, Jay. Oh, hey, Q. Let's, uh, let's have a little discussion about children's book adaptations. I would love it. You want to high-five about it? Um, yeah. High-five! High-five! Should we high-five? High-five! 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 High-five, son! Woo! High-five! Don't let me hang it. Hit my nipple. <laughs> All right, note to high five self. Don't let Jay write a series of children's books. I already have written a mm, series. You have? Of children's? Have yes. they been optioned yet? Um, no, they haven't been optioned yet, but they are being um, they are being published by Harper's Press Alternate. So it's mm. an alt, it's an offshoot of the regular Harper's Press. Uh-huh. Um, they're called Harold and the Great Purple Dildo. Mm. Um, they're they're widely hated among parents, um, but I've decided to write, and I'm going to finish my 27 book series. Ooh, on nice! Them. I'm on uh, I'm on book 20 ah. uh, now. This book, so this is kind of like uh, Land Before Time. A little bit, a little bit. This actually book 20 is about when Harold loses the great purple dildo mm. and has to go on a journey across town to the alley where it is being hidden by the great hobo 
Jinkarkins. <laughs> Jinkarkins? Jinkarkins. Got um, it. Now, there's a wait, big... Wait, wait, wait. Is that like a, like a surname? Jinkarkins? Oh, yes, yes. His name is Clint Jinkarkins. Got it. Um, but the, but all the kids just call him Jinkarkins. Jinkarkins. You'll get it if you read it. Old um, hobo Jinkarkins. Old hobo Jinkarkins. Now, the, the twist uh-huh. is where he's hiding it. Ooh. I'll just leave it at that. I'm I just going to leave I don't it know. at that. I don't know. Dreamcast quick for Harold and the Purple Dildo. Okay. The Jim um, Karkins. Okay. So Harold, Harold, I don't know his name, but the young kid from uh, Jurassic World. Wait, the younger brother? The younger brother. Okay, got it. I don't know the actor's name. Me neither. But he's Harold. Okay. Um, Jim Karkins is, uh, is um, oh, who was I thinking? Um, crap. Oh, Steve Buscemi. Oh, perfect. Steve Buscemi. And then, um, and actually, in a very, very specialized cameo, Uh um, uh, Andy Serkis as the great purple. As the great purple. Well, I was going to ask who the great. Perfect. Yes. They Uh, had to build, like, for the mocap, they had to build, like, a gigantic Steve Buscemi. Um, Again, I'm not going to tell you why. But uh, yeah, uh, Ty, Ty Simpkins. That's, oh, cool. That's Harold. Ty Simpkins is Harold. Steve and, uh, Buscemi as great as uh, Jim Carkin, and then um, Andy Circus mocapping the great purple got dildo. It. Got it. But like mocapping it, but also because he's Andy Circus wearing, oh, of course, the costume of yes. a great purple dildo. Oh yeah, and we're gonna release behind the scenes footage. It's gonna be great. Speaking of which, uh, behind the scenes footage. Random side note: Have you seen that video that's been going around the internet uh, the past week or so? Of is this a real thing or is yeah. this like my Harold thing? Okay. No, that well, that is a real thing. Oh right, right, right. Uh, of Andy Circus's mocap uh, of it was like a Hamlet soliloquy or uh-uh. something like that. But he did. They basically did a realistic CGI rendering of Andy Circus, and then he mocapped it in real time oh. to show the new Unreal engine oh, or whatever. Th- they're you going to use for video games. And it's fucking mind-blowing. I did see that. I didn't know I didn't know that's what you were talking about, yeah. but I did see clips of that. The other one that I saw was I remember when um, War for the Planet of the Apes came out, uh-huh. and they released, I think it was like a video almost to get Andy Circus nominated for right. something, but they showed just a picture of his face delivering a monologue from that movie and then just slowly frame by frame they changed, changed him it. into Caesar. Yeah. That's it fucking was, it was pretty badass. Cool. Just to show how much he emotes when he's doing mocap. It. Totally. It was it was pretty badass. So but, yeah, no. I, I I hadn't seen that whole thing, but I'd seen clips of it's, it. It's it's fucking sweet. So we were talking what spawned today's uh subject, which is children's book film adaptations. Right. It's a kind of a long title, but movies that were made off of books you read as a kid. Right. Right. Just to understand what That's what the sparked idea. that was you and I went and saw A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> we did. Together. Uh, we held on, hands on purpose. We did. Yeah. Uh we dressed up yeah, oh, in yeah. character. I um I dressed as Miss Who's I dressed as Miss What's It? I think that's a name. And uh we did it. Yeah, <laughs> just in the theater, in the just theater. did it. <laughs> Surrounded by children, it was weird. It was for them, <laughs> not for us. It's like that's pretty much that's, we do every that's weekend. Normal. Um, um, but no, we went and saw this movie, and and uh, so what was your take on that movie? Okay, I just want to because you and I haven't really talked about it since we saw it. We haven't, that which is rare for us. I know. Um, good for us, by the way, for saving for, it for the saving show. it for the episode. Um, okay, so here's. 
I want to be honest and I want to be fair. Okay. Tell me. And I kind of don't feel like I can be both. Right. Um, I will say right up front, mm-hmm. I never read this book. Got it. Somehow the book A Wrinkle in Time s- escaped me. I don't know if I was too focused on reading Goosebumps books or um, reading something else, but my school never made me read it. It was never suggested to me. I knew that it was a thing because I heard about it, but I never read it. And I've never gotten around to reading it now. Having said that, I did not like (laughs) Wrinkle in Time. You did not like how great it was? No... I didn't like... <laughs> We're going to go see this movie, and you are going to like it. Mu- I didn't <laughs> like much about it. Now, I know that's not... <laughs> I know that's not, you know, me being super, uh, you know, contrarian, because a lot of people don't really like this movie. Sure. But the acting, I thought, wasn't great. At least for the actors who I know in it. You know, um, Oprah. Yeah. Mindy Who's- Kaling. All great actors. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Um, uh, the Reece- Psycho Kid from uh, from Better, Better Watch, Watch Out. Out. Um, we've got Michael Pena. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis. Didn't expect Michael Pena in it. I was shocked. I knew Michael Pena was in it because I saw him in the trailers. I was shocked that Galifianakis was in it. Totally. I Even- did not know he was going to be in it. It had Reese's Pieces Witherspoon. It did. Um, and then, uh, and then that girl from uh, Black Mirror. Oh, Black Mirror herself? Yeah, Black Mirror. The old, titular. Old Black Mirror. The titular. No, the mom character. She oh, was, was from Black Mirror? Yeah, she's from San Junipero. Oh. She's one of the ladies in San I Junipero. I did not realize that. She's also in um, the Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, oh, really? Is I'm that her? I'm pretty sure that's her. Am I Am I wrong? You keep going, and I'm okay. going gonna, gonna to fact check you. So- out of all those, like, I thought some of them did fine. I honestly thought the acting was okay, except for that kid who we really liked in Better Better Watch Out. I thought he was really weak in this movie, and I wonder what his acting chops are like for real. What's that What's that girl's name? Did you look it up? Yeah, uh, Gugu Mbatha-Raw. Yeah, that's why I didn't remember it. Yeah. It was right on the tip of my nothing. Um <laughs> Um, she has a fucking wicked awesome name though. Like oh, yeah. I don't even she's, know how to say that. She's fucking great. Like I've loved her in everything that I've seen her in, even though I don't like most of the things I've seen her in. Totally. Like Cloverfield Paradox is not good. She is. That's totally her. She's in Cloverfield. But so you're right. I know I'm right. You nailed it. Of course, like I always do, except when I'm wrong. Um, she's great. She is a great actress. In this movie, I thought she was underserved. Totally. But then again, I think the character might just be underserved. Um, because they, you remember they hinted a whole bunch that her mom is also a genius scientist? Yes. And that comes to literally nothing in the entire film. Fact. It basically just comes to at the end where they say, hey, you remember that thing you worked on a long time ago? It was pretty She important. has a badass filmography. Oh, yeah? Name some. Uh, Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> Cloverfield Paradox. Man. Odd Thomas. Odd Thomas, I didn't hate, but mainly because Anton Yelkin is in it. Yeah. Uh, and I thought he killed it in that movie. Some of these movies are just like, I don't even, some of these I don't even know. Free State of Jones. You oh, that, that was that Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey movie that I, nobody saw. A watched it. Didn't care for it. Really? Yeah. 
<laughs> well, anyway, this movie. So let's just give a yeah. quick a quick rundown recap. So basically, the plot of this movie is, I think, <laughs> yeah, two guess. two genius parents have a little genius children. Right. Uh, well, one of them is like mega genius. Well, no, no, no. Ah, see, you've already fucked up. Two genius parents have genius kid and adopt another genius kid. Wait, what? The younger brother was adopted, I thought, wasn't he? No! I'm pretty sure he was. Uh-uh. Really? Uh, no, at no point oh, in the movie. Oh, that's right. Okay, no, I, I fucked up. So you, you already fucked up. I already up. fucked up. All right. Okay, but so see, they have that, two genius no, no, no. kids. You actually not, you didn't just fuck up. You proved my point. There's no way to tell what the fuck is going on in this movie. It's pretty much nonsensical from beginning to end. And I yeah. get that the book may be like hippy-dippy, timey-wimey, Doctor Who style. But, but you this can do that movie, in a book, though. I had no fucking clue the whole time. First off, they kept talking about the Tesseract from Marvel Cinematic Universe. Why was... Yes. Okay. Pause. Why in the hell did they even say Tesseract in that movie? And then it never came into play in the movie. The only ever. thing that it came up almost is when they can... Um, Teleport? When they, when and they, they tesser. They, they call it tessering, which I imagine is some version of the Tesseract. I guess. Or something. I guess. But immediately, I just kept thinking... So it's the blue glowy cube from Captain America? And th- and you might think to yourself, well, you know, Tesseract might have been something from the book or whatever, but come on, it's Disney making this movie? You know that that's already in another property you own. Yeah. Maybe edit out the one time you say it in the movie. And especially when it has nothing to do with the rest of your movie. And, and not exaggerating... Nothing to do with the rest of nothing. The They're not looking for the tesseract. No, they were the, at the beginning. Well, that was they were like my parents were looking to the, find the tesseract. The parents were, but the story is not about. But these then kids we found it. tessering, which is basically teleporting. And it's when you think really hard, and and everything around you becomes. But a not lady. even think. It's when you love That's really right. hard. Which again, I I can't, I can't. I can't like that's that was one of the problems with this film is that it and I'll blame a lot of it on the editing because I just think it was put together poorly because I know Ava DuVernay is a good director and a lot of this movie looked very very pretty you know it, it was it was shot well obviously the stuff that they did in New Zealand like looked really good the colors were cool right totally. the outfits were cool totally but the plotting made almost no sense because well just everything that you've said there there's a tesseract that's not important there's tessering which doesn't really become important there's a lot of love there's a lot of talking about love and a lot then, of talking about love and then the genius kid becomes Bad Evil, genius kids, but or or is he possessed? Is he possessed um, by this bad kraken kraken force? Yes. Is that what you think? Yes. Okay. I kind of. I'm just it. widely saying yes to things. Um, I don't honestly know the answer to that question at all. I don't know what the fuck happened. He yeah. literally just became bad for no reason he with was no just setup. All of a sudden, bad. And then he became good again at the very end after his sister defeated him with, with love. love. Yeah, because the entire movie is literally just like anything can happen with love. You yeah. can teleport. You can, you can find your dad. 
you can your dad still won't love you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing I didn't understand the character arc for the father. So basically, this girl we got off the off the pitch. The pitch yeah. is. Kids have genius parents. One parent figures out how to teleport, basically, through dimensions. In, through dimensions guess, and time. Gets stuck in another dimension. Um, and then three mystical interdimensional beings. Time com- cops. Yep, time cops, basically. Come in, led by Oprah, as, get the children, and tell the children that they need to go find their father. Like, why not recruit the genius mom who was I, also doing the research? I don't know. Well, they did mention slightly that the young brother, whom they only referred to by his full name, Charles Wallace. Yes, it's true. For whatever reason. Because he's smart, and that's what you do. I bet I bet anything that's explained in the novel why he prefers For that. some reason, they kept alluding to the fact that he was special. Which they also never fulfill, other than he's special because, because he can go so. bad. <laughs> like well, I, that was the thing they never they never accounted for why he was special. It was just he was special because they said he was special. Right. So then they recruit uh, Charles Wallace, who is special. Right. And they listen to him as if like he's their boss. It, did you notice that too? It was yeah. real weird. They were like, "If you say so, Charles Wallace," and I'm like. This is like a seven-year-old child. What are you talking about? I think I leaned over to you at one part of the story, and I said, here's my prediction. Charles Wallace doesn't exist. Or it's like he's not a A kid. He's like made of Metachlorians, basically. He's like not a kid. Yeah. Well, it turns out he's totally a kid, I guess. Yeah, totally was. Uh, And then they find the dad after some misadventures with Zach Galifianakis in a weird cultural appropriation-style outfit. He's dressed like... Like a Napoleon monk, yeah. for whatever reason, I have no idea. And he's balancing. He's a uh, what do they call him? A stable medium? Or yeah, happy medium. A happy His name medium. is Happy. He's a happy medium, and they have to balance on these big rocks or get something. it. It's an analogy. Yeah. He's the happy medium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helps them, but not really. No. He doesn't do anything that the women are the three time cop women already didn't tell these kids. He's just like, mansplaining. Yeah, he's he literally he, does. Literally, they go into a cave so he can balance and mansplain to them about where Chris Pine is, and not even tell them where Chris Pine is. Just saying, yeah, he was here, and then he's not there anymore. We go, he's so gone. now he's in a bad place. Yeah. Uh, so then the three mystical women tell uh, the children that they cannot teleport them. To the dad, that they'll have to go back to Earth and regroup, but then they just teleport to the dad. No, no, the reason they teleport to the dad. I get it. The children teleported it to the dad, but it's still- Their love power- Whatever. Pulled them off course? Didn't matter. Don't care. (laughs) They literally set up a problem, and just like in Fifty Shades Free, immediately solved the problem that they set up. (laughs) Well, it was basically like what I imagine. Okay, remember in Thor Ragnarok when- Hela and Thor and Loki are like shooting through. Oh, what's that called? That beam. oh, the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, the Rainbow Bridge, and she kicks them out. Yes, that's basically what happens. Is they're tessering through space in one of those tubes, and the kids just through the power of their love lasso the three women and take them somewhere else where they're right. not allowed to tesser, but they do anyway. But then they also are able to tesser out. 
Well, they just leave. No, they tessered. Well, they they did. said we can tesser out. I'm like that doesn't make sense. So you can't you can't tesser there, but you can tesser away from. They there? said something to the effect of we'll we're gonna tesser out, but we don't have enough power to take you with us. I don't or something. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Fine, now they're movie. in this bad island and kids bad world. Kid suddenly becomes bad. Michael the little Pena brother is there with weird sunglasses. Charles Wallace and six curly mustaches. That's right. Uh, the other kid who we haven't mentioned this whole time, who's with them because he doesn't matter. He's with them on the adventure because he was near them. <laughs> That's exactly why. And he holds no key to solving any issue along the way. He was an adventurer by proxy. Right. Like, like, like and most of the time in these stories, everyone will have a role. Like, the genius kid can do puzzles, and oh my god, there's a Goonies right. puzzle box. Or, hey, you know, the little Asian kid is good with booby sure. traps, so he can help us get through, you know, this curly joke I don't thing. even know this kid's name. We'll call him Kevin. Sure. Because uh, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Psycho we to, kid. We need to talk about Kevin. We totally need to talk about Kevin. Well, we don't need to talk about Kevin because he doesn't matter, and the movie doesn't care because literally within 20 minutes of them being on this bad place, he is also gone. Well, remember, I also had a problem with his character mainly because he never reacted to anything the correct way. No one did. In this entire (laughs) movie, when, like, three time cop women appear, (laughs) one of them who is the size of a large oak tree. (laughs) No. An Oprah tree, if you will. (laughs) She was bigger than that. She was, like, the size of a small office We will call her Okra. Okra tree. (laughs) Yes. We cut her open. There are many rings. Many rings. She's very old. It's an okra tree. So basically, she throughout this movie changes costumes and looks like all of the Ricks from Citadel. Yeah. <laughs> like she's got one pointy haired Rick and one yeah. is like mohawk gray haired Rick There's and one lawyer Rick. Totally. It's just like it was an evil Morty. <laughs> exactly. Charles Wallace was evil Morty. Like that's exactly what At happened. At one point, Reese Witherspoon's wearing an eye patch for no, for no reason. reason. Um, um, Reese Witherspoon is basically Summer. Yeah. Mindy Killing never speaks. <laughs> right. Totally. The dad is basically Jerry. <laughs> right. Everyone hates him, and it turns out he's still worthless he's still at the end of this movie. Useless. Because they find him, and the daughter cries. Now, I will give it up for the for the girl, the little girl who played Meg in this movie. Oh, sure. She was awesome. Uh, she had to carry a bad movie. Totally, and and her acting was pretty legit. Oh yeah, so I'm on board for her. She find they find him, and then they're gonna escape with him, and but then they don't. But then they don't because he starts tessering because of her love. They can't get the bad kid to come with them. Right. And he's saying, you know, we'll just leave him and come back. Right. The dad is legit still just like, I don't care about you children. I'll only take one of you. I have to get back to where I came from. So he leaves with Rando Kid. Yeah. And leaves his two real children to take his place trapped with it, the clown. I guess. Because that's what they kept calling it. They were saying it. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's every, it's evil incarnate. It. It's Pennywise. Right. It's totally Pennywise. So Bill Sarsgaard shows up and is like, we all float down here, Georgie. Better movie. Totally. Had that happened, had there been any sort of antagonist there at the end, it would have been a better movie. Yeah, because they're like, the whole time they're building up to it, do you want to meet the it? Do you want to see it? Do you want to meet it? 
And when they finally do, you know what it is? A whole bunch of like tree stumpy looking things that light up. It's Wait. literally just neural, like a neural oh, network. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot. Yeah, and it wasn't even that. It was like a room. Yeah, they're like, this is the it. And, and I'm like, just like Wait, a brain. it's just like <laughs> it's a black, it's a dark brain. It is a dark brain. And when you're very an- anticlimactic, when your antagonist is CGI dark brain and a mad five year old, it doesn't really build a lot of suspense in your movie. No. Now again, in all fairness, I haven't read the book. Maybe the book is great. And I hear from people that it kind of is. Sure. And so I'm sure all of this is explained. I'm sure it goes much deeper into the lore and the backstory or whatever it needs to do to make this a cohesive story. So this is what sparked you and I wanting to talk about. What makes a good one? Or a bad one. Yeah, like what is it about these books? Let's just talk about them. Yeah. What else we got? Okay, so... Well, and another reason we want to talk about it is we there's a lot of these movies coming out this year. Fuck so yeah, we've had a Wrinkle in Time yep. already. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We've had uh, we've got Mary Poppins yep. coming out later this year. Yep, we've got the Grinch redo again thing. This is the CG out. like Illumination version. Yep, starring um, Benedict Cumbersnatch. Cumbersnatch. <laughs> um, we've got that coming out. Uh, I know it's not really; it's more YA, but you know the third Maze Runner. Uh, is coming out. Hey, Ready Player One. Ready Player One is technically uh, I YA. Guess, uh, I don't know. I didn't include that in my list because I like that. I mean, it's so not much. on my list, but I'm saying like. But it's it's coming out. It's YA. Oh yeah, right. I'd say they're making one about Pez. What? They're making a an animated movie. But based that's not a the, book. What? That's not a book. It's not a book, but it's a kids movie. That's coming still out. ridiculous. Yeah, it's like the of, emoji movie that went over well because of the success. I'm using air quotes of the emoji movie. Blech. They've got a bunch more coming out. Um, Harry Potter. Well, I mean, yeah, Harry. I mean, we've got the big Harry Potter's the new new Jungle Book. Uh they did out. the Lorax. Oh yeah. Now I'm talking right. old ones. You can keep talking new ones. Um, Peter Rabbit came out this year. Yep. Which, by the way, did speaking of this. Did you read about the Peter Rabbit um, controversy? Controversy. The fact that uh, fucking uh, General Hux has allergies in the movie and uh-huh. they treat a food allergy insensitively. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, America. Go fuck yourself, America. Holy crap. When I read that, I thought it was an Onion article. So did I. I thought it was totally making fun it's of the super the sensitivity. sensitivity of our nation. Yeah. It's like, oh, ha ha. Parents are getting mad because a CGI bunny shot a peanut at General Hux and he had a peanut allergy. This is hilarious. And then I realized people were legit mad about it. And the movie issued an apology. What? I didn't see that. Yeah. The, no. The, yeah. The director oh, and the writer came on. back and said, you're right. We apologize for being insensitive to those with no, food no. allergies. They're not right. That's no. no I no. agree. A dog's purpose killed 17 dogs. They didn't issue an apology. Exactly. Well, I think they may Maybe have. they did. I don't know. But that's way worse. It's way they worse. They killed actual dogs. <laughs> they did. This is CGI food allergy. Oh, my goodness. But it's ridiculous. So that's a that's a good question too, because a lot of these um, uh, adaptations of books, uh, children's books from a long time ago, have some questionable material sometimes. Well, and I guess if we're t- talking about you know kids' movies in general, I mean, if you look back at the Don Bluth days, I mean, that's when you could have cartoon villains that were legit villains. You know, 
Like you look at All Dogs Go to Heaven or you look at, you know, a, uh, I'm in a, an American tale or five goes west. Like, sure. The villains are smoking cigars. They're running casinos. They're fucking prostitutes. They're fucking prostitutes on screen. They're fucking doing blow off other mice and dogs. <laughs> that would be, I would watch that. Um. <laughs> of course you would. You sick fuck. But I mean, but that's what I'm talking about. Like nowadays we're getting mad because there's a CGI peanut shot at, a redhead? Shut up. <laughs> like, Shut up. Get on. get mad when Peter Rabbit has a CGI dick and he fucks Mr. McGregor. <laughs> get mad at that. Inappropriate for a kids movie. You know what? I, I will ba- I will back you 100%. I will boycott Peter Rabbit when they have a scene of Peter Rabbit <laughs> fucking a head of lettuce and then like making eye contact with General Hux and he's like this is you. And he's like fucking it, right? And then he moves over, and there's already a hole in the tomato, right. and he just starts fucking. And in it that again. case, and th- but then all of a sudden, Peter Rabbit swells up and explodes because it turns out he had a food allergy, <laughs> and he fucked that tomato and it killed him. He had a tomato allergy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Why would he fuck a tomato? Got on his tomato? his tiny rabbit dick, <laughs> and then he just fucking just like the kaiju from uh, <laughs> Uprising. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> My rabbit's foot. <laughs> it's raining rabbit's feet. And credits. <laughs> now, if that happens, I'm right with you, parents of America. Yeah, we'll boycott Peter Rabbit. I'll fucking Peter boycott rabbit Peter Rabbit. At that point in time. Yeah. And I'm fine to boycott. I'll, I, will, I will boycott that boycott. <laughs> Fair enough. Boycott Peter Rabbit. But as long as he's just shooting a peanut and not his nut in <laughs> <laughs> Gregor's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> totally, As, I'm totally fine with until it. the day that Peter Rabbit comes on General Hux. <laughs> As I I'm said, fine with it. it. Totally. Instead of a peanut, I, it's an actual nut. Like he's nutting. He busts yeah. a nut. Until Peter Rabbit ends the same way Brown Bunny ended, <laughs> with an actual oh, act of fellatio on a real rabbit <laughs> into it. And they can, then we'll boycott it. What was the actress who was in Brown Bunny? Uh, Chloe Sevigny. Oh, yeah. And they can get her to do it, then I'll boycott Chloe Sevigny dressed up as a bunny, yeah. blowing, what was the Another dude? bunny. No, no, just a real bunny. <laughs> An actual like bunny? Like a little red rocket on a Weird. bunny. Weird. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm boycotting it, because that's against yeah. God. But until then, and I'm sure people who are listening to this that had, well, first off, if you're listening to this and you... And you were one of those people who were offended by it? Fuck you. I don't want you as a listener. Go but, away. Go find another fucking podcast. But before you do, leave us a five-star rating. <laughs> Share us with some of sure, your friends. Sure. Um, you're more progressive friends. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and leave us a nice comment. But then, get the fuck out! Go fucking blow a rabbit. <laughs> Go fucking blow... Hashtag blow a rabbit. Yep. Um, um, so anyway, that's crazy. But then you have, like, for real deal stuff that I, you know, I kind of question how they're going to tackle certain... Um, I don't know, uh, allegories in mm-hmm. movies uh, with the whole Chronicles of Narnia adaptation. Sure. We'll talk those. Those are definitely very heavy on the religious undertones. Sure. They're known to be. Yeah. Like, that is well, a C. very... Well, C.S. Lewis, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was... I mean, that's what he did. He... It was an allegory. Yeah. Like, the whole thing was a Christ allegory. Um, And then, actually, on the... Because... Well, with those, and we can talk about those for a minute. Sure. I thought they did those balance well, at least the first one of those movies. Do you remember? Now, when you say the first one, you mean the sweet-ass BBC adaptation (laughs) from, like, the 80s? That had Lucy. 
Lucy, I'm Lucy Pavinci. <laughs> That's how she talked, and I'm doing, people can't see it, but I'm having like a giant underbite, yeah. and I'm just looking at it like this. My name is Lucy, Mr. Dumbness. <laughs> <laughs> I look like the fucking weird character from Family Guy with the giant bottom yeah. jaw. Um, uh, Jay, Jay Wellington bottom tooth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Lucy. Mr. Tumnus! Oh no, Mr. Tumnus! It's the White Queen! (laughs) Yeah. Why is my brother a dickhead? (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck? Why was her brother a dickhead? Middle child, man. That was fucked up. He straight up sold people out for Turkish delight. I don't even know what that is. He went full George Wallace. What is Turkish delight? Um, I think... (laughs) Is it a candy? No, I think it's the end of a massage. Oh, a Turkish delight? Yeah. It's just like a really cold massage? No, so a Turkish delight. So unlike, you know, um, an actual happy ending Mm -hmm. where, you know, the person on the table is getting the pleasure, Uh a Turkish delight is when your masseuse leaves the room, brings someone that you're jealous of in, and then jerks them (laughs) off in front of you. And then makes you pay for their their their, ha- their Turkish massage. delight. Yeah, um, it's it's not wanted. It's not very. I don't know why. So why was he all about it? Then? I have no idea. The white queen a, was just. He's a weird kid. He's a fucking he's sadist, a weird, is what he is. He's a weird kid. He he was like, oh, those look at those people. They're looking like ice. <laughs> They're looking like ice. I actually, what I really think it was. It, Okay, I'll be serious. Okay, be, be serious. serious. I really think because he was a foreigner in the land, and mm-hmm. he loves you know the foreigner. Um, he was just cold as ice, <laughs> willing to sacrifice my family. <laughs> That's true. Nailed so, it. Nailed it. Fucking nailed it. Um, um, I mean, but I didn't mind you know the newer uh, Chronicles of Narnia movie. I thought they were the Chronic what? What? Cools of Narnia. Narnia. <laughs> Um, you know, I thought they were fine. Uh, yeah, lots. The, the, the second one's not too good, or the the voyage of the day. I don't know. Trader. They had, they had <laughs> voyage of the day trader from like etrade.com. <laughs> voyage of the day trader trading stocks left and right in the world of Narnia. You think <laughs> you think war is dangerous? Talk about the fucking stock market of Narnia. <laughs> I want to see that movie. The stock market of Narnia. It's Narnia. Wall Street meets Nar- the Chronicles of Narnia. Right. Fuck. With Gordon Gecko as the White Queen. Yes. I am into that. Yeah. Gordon, he's that he's out on his balcony. Is like my minions. <laughs> Greed is good. <laughs> I'm into it. And snow is better. And then Shia LaBeouf just makes a <laughs> shitty sequel. Right. For note that no one asked for. But Shia LaBeouf's dress is like Santa for no reason. It becomes that <laughs> character. This, um, that went a weird direction. I know. Got it. Uh, uh, but yeah, so those movies are interesting. <laughs> I mean, they are. But that's the okay. So when when we're thinking of like kids movies or kids books that have been turned into movies, I mean, what do you think of? I mean, all right. So you so, had asked me this before we recorded, yeah. and I'm curious on where you draw the one line. Of the, okay, one of the ones that pops into my head right off the right off the bat is BFG. Okay, that's that's newer. Two, yeah, well, kind of. They had an right. OG cartoon animated BFG, which I really liked, and right. I re- went back and watched like mm, probably two or three years ago. Uh, does not hold up. Oh, okay. Very weird. Very psychedelic and odd. Into it, sure. if I was stoned, sure. I wasn't, so I wasn't. 
Right. Okay. Um, is it kind of like the same animation style as like the OG Hobbit movie? Yeah, totally. Okay. 100%. I, like dig, this I really, actually kind of dig that animation style. Really super detailed. Yeah. and Watership Down was like that. Now, Watership Down's totally different beast. But yes, yeah, is. that's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to yawn into the microphone. Now, the, okay, so the weird thing, and here's where it gets a little confusing, is uh-huh. because, you know, and I'll, I'll let you finish. But, yeah, because um, I want to talk about the BFG guy. Yeah, God yeah, of course. It. Big fucking guy. But, like, Watership Down is an interesting one because it's about rabbits, and it feels like it should be a kid story. But it's not. But the movie is very much focused towards adults. Like, it's violent and gory, and there's a lot of adult themes. But it, then even people are like, oh, well, they turned that kid story into a, an adult movie. The book is, like, 500 pages long. Like, that is an epic book. That's not a kid's book Oh, for all. sure. No, no, no. It's not just, even it involves in talking animals, so people assume it's a kid story. Oh, for and it's sure. not. Okay. It is not. It is not a kid's movie. But BFG. BFG. So I still haven't seen the new I one. Watched it. Oh, man, it's so it's, good. You told me it's really good. It's so good. So Steven Spielberg did it. Right. Uh, I went and saw it. Did not have any expectations. I was Isn't just Mark like, Rambo's oh, this will be cool. Yep, he okay. sure is. And he's in Ready Player One right. coming up, too. Um, but they did a... Speaking of, like, well-done CG, I know we were kind of talking about weird... Uh, uh, wrinkle bad, in time, yeah, bad, bad, CG. bad, bad CG and shit. Um, Mark Rylance did awesome motion capture for it, but the movie was just really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, have you read you read the book? I assume yeah, the Roll Doll book. Years ago, okay. I don't. I mean, it's, I'll tell you though, Roll Doll. Who he has so many of these. He is one of my favorite authors to adapt. I, I mean, think his. His stories are so visual in nature. Well, they're visual and they're varied. I mean, the differences between Willy Wonka and the, or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, uh, BFG, the Jungle the, Book, the Jungle Book. That was um, him, right? I think so. Roll Doll. Oh wait, no, no, that's not him. Um, James and the Giant Peach was him. Okay. Um, I don't think. Hold on, let me look up. Who did the Jungle Book? I'll, I'll, you keep talking okay. about BFG. But James and the Giant Peach, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Fucking B- BFG, that, thank you. Uh, I knew it was an R. <laughs> That's about as far as I got. All R people, all names with R's in it are may, are the same <laughs> from okay. here forth. Here's, I'll, I actually pulled up a list of Roald Dahl stories. He has more than I even thought. My goodness, you're right. This guy is amazing. So we've got Matilda. Yep. We've got the witches. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Into it. We've got Charlie and the Chocolate. That's one of my favorite fucking like scary movies it's that so terrified good. me as a child. When they actually become witches. Oh, and fuck. Oh, it's horrible. And they turn them into a mouse. So fuck. scary. Um, they did the BFG. James and the Giant Peach. Uh-huh. He did Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, shit. I know. Um, he did uh, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, obviously. Yep. Um, Enormous Crocodile. A bunch of others that wouldn't spark anyone's memory. Um he was involved in the Gremlins somehow. Hmm. A 1943 Disney movie called The Gremlins. Interesting. Why are you? Oh no! He wrote the book Gremlins. What? The Gremlins is a children's book written by Roald Dahl and published in 1943. It was his first children's book and was written for Walt Disney Productions as a promotional device for a feature-length animated film that was never made. Interesting. Into it. 
Roll Dog got them deep ties to Walt Disney. Hey, he's got those deep ties to Ruby Rose, who did his granddaughter date. What? You don't know about this? No. Um, who's uh shit. She was the bad guy in John Wick Two. Yeah, Ruby Ruby Ruby, Rose. R- Ruby or is that her name? Ruby, Ruby something. Rose. Um no oh, man, now I forget. Okay, but go ahead. Um yeah, she dated Roll Dolls like granddaughter. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's her, Ruby Rose. Yeah. So uh yeah, she dated Roll Doll's granddaughter. That's for, so for like awesome. three or four years. They I'm broke up that. like a year and a half or two years ago. It was like right around Suicide Squad. Got it. When they broke up, I think. Well, that'll um, that anybody will we'll do it break up over Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, you and I almost broke up over Suicide Squad. We did, and we squad. just watched it. Yeah. And neither of us liked it. We still almost broke up over yeah, it. Yeah, it was crazy. It's just it that, that bad. It was that shitty. But uh, anyway, so uh, let, yeah, let's get into that. Uh, let's get into Roll Doll shit. Man, he is Fucking good. James and the Giant Peach. It's great. Henry Selleck yeah. is an amazing director. He really is. He has that the uh, the ability to incorporate whimsy and goth like gothic totally really well i mean um, nightmare before christmas exact, was him exactly um but he's got man i'm speaking of henry selick i'm fucking jazzed about that new announcement that he's doing a movie with, with key, key and peel fuck i'm is so into be, that isn't it gonna be a kid's book adaptation or a kid's story? i don't i don't know I, I don't know. I just know it's happening, and I know motion. he's directing it, and it is going to be stop motion, and it's involving Key and Peele. I love it. James and the Giant Peach. But James and the Giant Peach is one of those, for me, that um, as a kid growing up, it was so visually interesting because mm-hmm. um, they had they mixed the live-action elements yeah. with the claymation animation. The scene of him crawling into the peach when it goes from live-action to claymation was just... So good for me. It had the same effect. The whole like uh, Wizard of Oz, like from yeah. from black and white to color. Like it was just like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Speaking of another great Wizard of Oz, book. yeah. Adaptation. Uh, although to be fair, I prefer War- Return to Oz. Really? I fucking love that movie. But more than the original? Yeah, fuck the original. You think it's more? Like, yeah, the music's fine in the original. Than the original? Yeah. What? No, you're crazy. It's amazing. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying it's not as influential as the first one. It's not as influential, but I like it better. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally That's all fair. I said the first time. I said, I think it's better than the first one. And then I said more influential, and you said, yeah. To me. Okay, well, there you go. That's fair. Faruza Balk is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, she is. No, that fucking movie is awesome. That's another one that kind of fucked me up as a kid. Yeah. And see, that's an interesting thing to talk about. Dark kid adaptations from that time period, the 80s and, and 90s, mm-hmm. tended to ebb towards the dark. I'll, I'm going to say three words to get on this point with you. Perfect. Secret mm-hmm. of Nim. Yeah. How fucking scary is that owl? Oh, for sure. And the old, even he's nice. Yeah. He's an old nice rat, and he's still the scary. He's thing fucking I've ever seen. scary. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. I love that movie. By the way, I'm gonna play my, my hand a little bit. Uh, you posted something about that on our social. I did. I well, I wanted to know between people who's read who've read the book and watched the movie, which one they like better. Because I've always thought that was a very very good adaptation. Like it took a source material that I liked, yeah, and is strong, and made a movie that stands by itself. That also works as a companion piece to the book. Like, it's just really, really good. And so I've always loved it. So that's why I use that as as kind of our Ask High Five question earlier this week. You know, 
Now that I'm kind of thinking about it, with some of these, because we've touched on the James and the Giant Peach, we've touched on the Secret of Nim, we've touched on the BFG, we've touched on um, each other, we've touched on rabbits, touching on humans, um, but mostly, I think what makes what may make a good book, children's book to movie adaptation, mm-hmm. is when a film studio or director or writer embraces all of the potential and I'm going to use the word scary loosely scary elements Mm -hmm. that may that may uh, other studios or producers or directors may want to sanitize a little bit. Mm -hmm. I feel like the viewing the film viewing public is smart enough that the movies that have not been scrubbed squeaky clean Mm -hmm. are the ones that tend to appeal to people most because they don't feel like a pandering story well, it don't feel feels like a three-dimensional yeah. story so anyway like i said i mean i feel like that really lends itself to making a good kids movie well, i mean I'm, I'm with you on that because it, i even referenced it before with the don bluth movies i felt like when we were growing up even cartoons e- even cartoons focused towards kids were allowed to have depth and dynamic and villains. Right. Like it. And as much as I love, you know, the, the like Pixar movies and Disney movies and some of the new things that are coming out, there aren't really villains anymore in these movies. And, you know, we, we talked about Peter rabbit. The villain in that movie is just a guy who's trying to keep animals out of his garden, and then they become friends. Right. And or uh, I unfortunately watched that uh, Woody Woodpecker movie. Oh, yeah, I know. How is that? It's terrible. It's unwatchable. But Emma wanted to watch it. Got it. And she wanted. I want the bird movie. Um, and it's got the guy from Psych, Timothy Amundsen. Oh, really? And uh, what's the other uh, musical show that he's in that you like? Yeah, Galavant. Galavant. Good stuff. He's like the villain in that movie. It's same thing. He's a villain. He's the pure antagonist and they become friends at the end like that it's that type of thing nowadays it feels like and you know the grinch movie it's not really a villain it's just people that don't understand each other right but that is kind of everything it's very in right now to do the whole like anti-hero right and and like i said i haven't seen bfg but there's a villain in that movie isn't there like a bad giant it's no. all of the bad, yeah, right. all of the giants. But except, oh, they're bad. Yeah. Like it, they don't ever become friends. Like yeah. they want to kill, yeah, them. They want to eat the children. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why I liked that movie because it didn't shy away from that. Right. It didn't try to be like, oh, but they're just misunderstood. Exactly. Well, and that's one of the reasons that I really like Wes Anderson's um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. There are straight up villains in that movie totally 100 and it's a roll doll book another reason i'm looking forward to his isle of dogs i think that's gonna be great absolutely um, but you know those are the types of things that that bother me nowadays is thinking about movies that i grew up with like little mermaid ursula is a great villain oh for sure uh gaston and, and just a straight up villain yeah gaston and beauty and the beast bad guy straight up villain bad guy i I miss that. I mean, even in movies now, newer movies that I love, like Wreck-It Ralph, I love Wreck-It Ralph. Right. There's not, well, they're kind of as a villain with Turbo, but not really. But I'm going to even say, let's throw out, um, Pixar did it really well. Um, They had a good lineup. Sid 
from the first Sid? Toy Story movie, just oh. bad, not redemptive. Right. Uh, you know, what's the bad guy from Incredibles? Uh, oh, fucking um, Jason Lee's character, Dynamo? No. Oh, shit. Not Turbo. I can't remember. But, but yes. Yeah. Jason Lee's character for the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, vi- virus? Something like that. It's not virus, but it's you're getting yeah, closer. Yeah, something like you're that. Getting, syndrome. Syndrome. Yeah. That's it. I knew I'd remember it. Yeah. But he's a villain. Totally. Straight, up, straight villain. up villain. Yeah. Killing people. Um, Jason Alexander in Toy Story 2. It's a straight up villain. Oh, now, totally. He's sort of a villain by circumstance. Like he doesn't realize the toys are alive. And no, no, no. He's not the villain. Remember, it's Pete the Prospector. Oh, that's right. And that's he's right. Kelsey bad. Hammer. Yeah, and he unredemptive. Yeah. Like he legitimately will yep. sacrifice these other toys for himself. And there's a villain in Toy Story three with a pink bear. Yeah, uh, hugs a lot. H- Hugsy. Yeah, the hugs. bear. Yeah. Um. But yes, the best of thing is you Lotso. need lots of that's, that's it. You need those villains. And that's why I think a lot of the, you know, kids book adaptations shy away from that. And that that has always bothered me a little bit, especially modern day. And that movies. actually brings us right on top of Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. There was no defined villain. I still There's don't know evil. what the point was. It was just evilness. Right. It was just these kids. The villain is sadness right. in that movie, right? And it's just ill-defined. Therefore, yeah. there is no, there is no struggle. There's no yeah. anything. It's just like, okay, these kids are going on a mission to and save sh- their dad. And, and sure, the stakes are that the dad. That's it. There were no stakes. The dad w- needed to be found or or whatever. But they don't do enough up front to make me sad about the dad sure. not being there. Sure. Except just to see that they're sad about so it. So we can't discuss at length uh, kids' book adaptations without delving at least a toe into the Harry Potter-verse. Okay, and I wanted to ask you about this because Harry Potter sort of straddles that line between YA and kids' book. Totally. Because the first one is kids' book. It's first even the second one. Yeah. Kids and, book. And, and the, the movies directed by Chris Columbus. Sure. Kids movies. Once you get into Alfonso Cuaron's yeah. take, it starts yeah. elevating itself. And and J.K. Rowling started elevating the writing. Oh, absolutely. Every year. Um, you know, so I I would consider them kids movies. Or at least the yeah. the the collection of them. The I would of consider movies. them children's book adaptations. Yes. Okay. Good. I feel like Me they too. are aimed at kids. They're not aimed at adults. Not really. You know what I mean? No. Adults can absolutely enjoy them and that sure. is in no way me saying right. well if you fucking like harry potter you're a fucking kid no i love harry potter oh man you know, I'm you just know my feelings on it they are the demographic yes. for that book is children up to young adult age which is cool because when the movie started their target audience were like 11 and 12 totally and then it took them 10 years so and by the time they made the last movie, they were making them for like 22-year-olds. Those kids and they grew felt, with the yeah. movies. And those movies felt like they were made for 22-year-olds. Totally. Like it worked that way. But um, speaking I of, think those were adapted fantastically well. Absolutely. But speaking of villains, I mean... Every every movie had That a movie had a very clearly defined mm-hmm. villain. You know what I mean? Not only that, there's a... There's a, a a uh, holistic villain in He Who Should Not Be Named Voldemort. Absolutely. And then there's a villain in every movie. Right. Like a mini boss. Yes. There's a mini boss or a level boss in every single movie. So, you know, in the first level, you have to fight Quirrell. 
Right. And then you move on to Voldemort and he gets defeated right. a little bit. And, you know, movies down the line, you're fighting um, the rat guy. I don't remember. Sure. Yeah, I remember his name. Um, and uh, later down the line, you're fighting werewolves. Come but, on now. But we can even talk, um, you know, wow. You know, I'm just thinking about some of these really classic adaptations. You're right. I think we might have struck on something that's very important is um, – Children's book to movie adaptations require a certain level of adultness. Yeah. To be a good movie. I mean, I would agree. And and when I'm thinking of books I read as a kid, I mean, you know this about me, but I read all, I loved the Goosebumps books. Sure. Was addicted to them. Sure. Ooh, what'd you think of that movie? No, it's not good. Not good. It's watchable. They're making a sequel. I know. Crazy. Land or something. It's and now, one. I'd be interested to see where... What do you think of the TV show adaptation? I loved the TV show. Me too. Now, I loved the 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 mask, the mask one, the haunted mask, uh-huh. was the best by far. Sure. After that, they, they took a hard downward spiral. Sure. If they had made it basically like an Are You Afraid of the Dark, but with Goosebumps stories... Right. That would have been just the best. That they didn't would do have that, been and amazing. it was a mistake. But the Haunted Mask Halloween special they came out with when I was in middle school or whatever it was, I fucking loved that. They kind of did it with, uh, continue on the R.L. Stein adaptation stuff, they kind of did it with um, The Haunting Hour. Oh, that's right. They came back with R.L. Stein's Haunting yeah. Hour and adapted those. Well, and I then... remember they tried to do some Fear Street, too. I was about I to say, I want to see really a Fear Street something. The Fear Street ones, I remember I quote-unquote graduated from the Goosebumps book into to Fear, Fear Street, Street and then graduated from that into Stephen King, basically. Sure. That, was the, <laughs> that was the trajectory of my uh, my horror novelization writing, reading I'm as into a kid. That. But, I mean, the Jack Black one wasn't terrible. Sure. It's watchable, uh, but it's dumb. Sure. I mean, what, it's just kind of dumb. What would you consider um, the Hunger Games series? YA. Like, I would consider that old YA. Okay. I think they're a bit more mature than like the Harry Potter books. Sure, got it. Um at least, you know, what they're aiming for. Right. I'll put it that way. Um so I wouldn't have I would I never thought they never even came up when I was thinking about this topic uh for the episode. Sure. Uh Harry Potter did a lot, but Hunger Games never did. What about uh adaptations of material that didn't include that weren't direct like source material? So like like gummy bears? Like Hook. Oh, for yeah. Peter Pan. I that would be an adaptation book. of that character. Kind of, yeah. But huh. taking it in a different direction. Well, now you've got me thinking, Q. I don't know. I mean, obviously you're right, yes. But is that like a sequel? Is that a spinoff? Is that an I adaptation? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Because there's not a source material no, book but it, for that. Right, but it's kind of it kind of follows the same story yeah. premise of... Peter Pan. I'm wondering if that new Mary Poppins Returns movie is going to do that. I I absolutely it's just gonna be the same got beats. some serious hook vibes yeah. off of the trailer, even, yeah. of just this kind of magic. The kid, the, um, I forget the family in Mary Poppins, but the kids are the grown up now. Yeah. Yeah, the Butternuts are all grown up. And their kids are bitches, and too. And it's their kids that are a problem. So, yeah, I mean... We've kind of covered most of it, I yeah. would think, or but and without beating, you know, this <clears throat> dead horse. I you want a just horse go, of a different color? Yes, you want to just go into our lists. I mean, I you know the top five. Yeah, trying to figure out the best 
top five oh, movie, yeah. children's book movie oh, yeah. adaptation movie. I'm just gonna throw films. them out. I didn't bother ranking them. Oh, you didn't? Nope. So well, I'm just uh, gonna I'm just gonna throw them out because we're gonna just make a definitive list. At throw the yours end. out and then I'll follow up with mine. All right. So on it. Ready? Okay. Yes. I've got Wizard of Oz. Okay. Great choice. Although I did like Return to Oz better. But I think this is a smart rank. Thank you. Uh, I got Wizard of Oz. I've got Harry Potter. Okay. I've got the BFG. Now, with Harry Potter, are you doing what we talked about? Yes. Where it's the whole thing The collected? encompassing cool. the entire series I'll do that. I'll do that too, as then. an adaptation. I think overall cool. the entire thing was done great, and I think it is one of the greatest adaptations I agree. of a kid's book to a movie. Okay, cool. So we've got BFG, we've got I've Harry got, Potter. We've now, got, the BFG, I need to specify, is Spielberg BFG. Okay, Spielberg, new I thought it BFG. Was really, really, really well done. I think Man, it's an under, to watch it. underrated yeah. new classic. I, I definitely want to watch it because here's another reason I want to watch it is I desperately want Ready Player One to be good. Oh, absolutely. And I want Spielberg to impress me or at least bestow some confidence in me for that sure. he can do a fantasy CGI-based movie. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, Bridge of Spies and the Post don't really garner a lot of uh, positivity for, towards a sci-fi adventure story. No. So I want to see a sci-fi fantasy adventure. Absolutely. So cool. I'm glad. That's I, I like there. that that's on there and I like that – you know, who did it? I put The Witches on there. Nice. That is one of my all-time so favorite movies. It's great. Ever. It's great. Like, ever, ever. So uh, that's four. That was my four. Um, let me pull this back up here and see what my fifth one was. Google Docs. Um, so I will say, I'll, I'll add in something real quick. The Witches was one of my honorable mentions. So oh. the witches was like right below the top five for me because it's so good. <laughs> so uh, while you're pulling that up, what I remember oh. is a Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. the witches, the BFG Spielberg, yep. Harry Potter, yep, and then Cat in the Hat, Cat in the Hat with no. Mike Myers. No. no, I'm just kidding. No, no, that was totally abysmal. not totally not abysmal. Charlotte's Web. Oh, what? Okay, the animated. Thank you. Now, yeah, that was feature length. That qualifies. Yep. And it had Charles Nelson Riley and one so of my good. favorite songs about smorgasbords. Yeah. <laughs> I do love smorgasbord, that. Smorgasbord, smorgasbord. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Into it. Now, I will say the Steve Buscemi Templeton for from the newer adaptation of that, Steve Buscemi is a good Templeton. I didn't even see the new adaptation. It's not great. But Steve Buscemi is a good Didn't Templeton. Didn't that have Dakota Fanning in it? Had Dakota Fanning in it. Had uh, Julia Roberts ah. as uh, Cedric the Entertainer, I think. <laughs> For a split second, I thought you said had Julia Roberts as Cedric the Entertainer. That in Cedric the Entertainer, my life as an entertainer. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? She's she's method. Into it. It's going to be great. I want to see it. Rated R. Even only better if it's Sandra Bernhardt as <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> No, no. Sandra Bernhardt plays Bernie Mac in the movie. Uh, of course. Sandra Bernie Mackhart. There's a Kings of Comedy bit in the middle. Into so, it. Because uh, it has to be. Who's Steve Harvey? Um, actually, Steve Harvey is playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Harvey as yeah. Steve Harvey. But he's he's going to be wearing the family feud suits the whole Got time. Got it. Donald Glover as Steve Harvey. Love it. Steve, no, no. Steve Harvey as Donald Glover as Steve Harvey. <laughs> Got it. So it's Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey as Donald Glover, Donald Glover acting like Steve Harvey. As portrayed by Donald Faison. Got right. it. Right. Uh, and when Donald Glover releases 15 pages of his Deadpool animation script. Got it. Perfect. I'm Done. into it. I love Amazing. it. Amazing. So- 
That's okay. my. So That's that, your list. those are my suggestions Ooh. for the all-time list. Okay, I have an all. I have my top five. Okay, we may have some debate on our hands. Okay, let's do it. So my number, I actually let's have just, ranked. Mine are ranked. Yep. So number five is Secret and Nymph. Okay, I love that movie. I like it. It's number, very good. Number four, Harry Potter series. Of course. Uh, number three, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wait, which one? The first one. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Okay. Yeah. Not a great adaptation of the book. Not so much of the book, but it's just, just a great such movie. A good movie. Agreed. Um, because it's kind of ones that took the essence of the book. Agreed. And made it just great. Into it. Um, and number two, I, we may can debate this on whether or not I cheated, but I talked to you about it beforehand. Okay. It's just the classic Disney fairy tales. Yes. So like the original batch of Alice in Wonderland, Jungle Book, Cinderella, 101 Dalmatians, Snow White. Got like it. Just those. Because Disney kind of had a patterned, like sure. they all sort of felt I think the same. I'll put you as a, I, I'm going to call cheat on that one. Okay. I think you need to pick one. Need to pick one? If you're going to do it. Ugh. Yeah. Because it's um, not Harry Potter where it's an entire series with story. the same character. These are d- very different movies. Okay. You got to pick one. Then I'll pick The Jungle Book. Okay. Totally. So I'm not offended by number that. Number ad- two Wait. is Disney's original, original Jungle Book. Okay. Original. Okay. Um, Disney's adaptation of the animated The Jungle Book. Got it. We're talking um, bare necessities. Oh yeah, we are. The simple bare necessities. Don't worry about the problems and your strife. Oh, babies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, babies. <laughs> yeah, the babies. Eating babies. Got um, it. And then number one, I had Wizard of Oz. Okay. Now, so. return to Oz? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, number eight or nine. Okay, perfect. Um, and then yeah. as as honorable mentions, I had Fantastic Mr. Fox and Mary okay. Poppins. All right. Ooh, I like those two. So, okay. So, we both shared Wizard of Oz. Okay. So, where do we think in the all-time list it should I be? Because Wizard- it's definitely on the list. We both have it. If we're talking cultural, mm-hmm. cultural impact... I'd say it needs to probably be two or three. I, I'd like to put it at two. I just think it's super important. Okay. So I can agree with you that I believe Wizard of Oz does earn a place in your mind for the original, in my mind for the Feruza Balk-led Return to Oz. <laughs> totally Same fine. Story. Totally fine. Same right. thing. Samesies. They're, they're, both getting a, they're both getting a medal. Uh, number two, I'm totally fine with that. Okay. So okay, lock it in. Lock it in. Number two. Yes. Um, we both had the Harry Potter series. Yes. Are we saying that's better or worse? <sighs> this is if we make it better, then that's automatic number one. Right. I'm fine with that. We can I'm fine with that. So I think it's culturally the it, it's the only other one that has literally taken the world by storm and people have grown up with it. Yeah. it they have a fucking theme park like multiple. It is it is its own genre. It is now. a you know what beast. I mean. Yes. yes. Okay. So number I would one. say it easily earned the number. I'm one. fine as it being, and the fact that eight films can be that faithful and that diverse and that good of quality while keeping a similar feel, and that's just the fact that they brought everybody back every time except for people who die. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's a um, huge feat. Oh come on. All right, so we've so, got... Okay, so that's number... I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, I think the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory should be on here soon. I will disagree because I don't think it's a great adaptation. Okay, I think, so... I think the movie was... on adaptation... It's not okay. great. It it changes okay. the book quite a bit. Okay, It's just I'm fine a good movie. Okay, well then I'll I'll keep it in as a positive feelings, but I'll put it off to the side. Okay, I will, I will substitute, though... Uh-huh. 
it, since that is a rolled doll, I will substitute the witches. I was okay. I'm fine with that. Um, I would say the number maybe number three. That, number four. I'm better. I feel better okay. with four. Let's go with four because I would say it kind of touches on all those things we talked about. Right. Whereas the witches has definitive villains. It has that scary adult mm-hmm. tone for a kids movie. Right. Um, and it's just an all around memorable right. well done movie right I agree. and a faithful adaptation yeah um they even go with a dark ending they do so which i'm fine with yeah totally so four, I'm, I'm happy with it being at four okay um i i feel like the jungle book should be on here Ju- i want to put it at three i'd be fine i'd be fine with a five with a five for because that i f- well no i'd be fine with a three for that and i think our five should be charlotte's web i love it i'm fine with that so five is Charlotte's Web, four is The Witches, three is OG Jungle Book. OG Jungle Book. Two is uh, uh, Wizard, Wizard of, of Oz. Oz. And then number one is the Harry Potter series. Yep. That's it. Our definitive list. I feel like, I like that it. kind of runs the gamut of all the different types of it children's does. films because Charlotte's Web tends to lean a little more towards the squeaky clean, sure. not really a defined but villain, more that, just a... You know, everybody loves that book. Everybody loves that movie. It's been adapted twice. It's a positive story. It's yeah. got, you know, good, good yeah. positive elements to it. Um, then you've got The Witches. We've got to have a roll doll on here. Like, it's totally. just impossible to not. Uh, so, Jungle Book, absolutely, with Roderick. Now... If I know people are probably going to give me shit because it's not a super faithful adaptation of the Jungle Book, the book either. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure none of the animals talked in the Jungle Book. Oh, but but here's where the argument I'll make for that is that it's a an a correct Disney-fied adaptation of it because Disney always did that. Fair. Like, like Disney took, um, you know. Cinderella, and instead of you know the evil sisters chopping off their toes and then getting their eyes pecked out, right? They made it a happier story with Little Mermaid. It's you know she's not walking on broken glass and then she dies at the end, you right? Know? They kind of always Disney fight Disney fight to be a musical and to have like similar elements of quirky sidekicks, uh, a, a moral uplifting story. But in this one, Shere Khan, like I a good ass villain, do say it. We needed to have a Disney movie on we, there. As you well. have to at least one. We we wouldn't be true aficionados of children's book, cartoon, or child adaptations if Disney wasn't represented. Sure, or talked about because they sort of have built an empire on it. Right. So, I'm into it. Um, then we've got uh, number two was Wizard of Oz. Just a classic. Cultural phenomenon. We talked about it, you know, when it went from black to white to color. I mean, it was... So many adaptations over time. Not even adaptations. Well, yeah, adaptations and spinoffs and... They even had that, like, dark adult version. I remember... Like, the Tarsum Singh thing that aired, like, a year ago with... Well, uh, not even that. Vincent D'Onofrio as the wizard. Do you remember there was that, when we were growing up, that really dark version of Alice in Wonderland? It was like a graphic novel, and they made it like an internet game later. And... Oh, American McGee's Alice? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, but we're talking about Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, that's right. We are. <laughs> the fuck. fuck are you talking about, man? Oh, no, I remember. There was like a live-action Wizard of Oz uh, weekly show that's kind of like was kind of like Pee-wee's Playhouse. What? You know, they would go like back and forth or something. I, I don't know. remember that, but I'm into it. <laughs> um, but either way, uh, people online can correct me if I'm wrong. But So, yeah, it's a cultural phenomenon. Nope. I think you're thinking of Alice Through the Looking Glass. Am I? That was a kid's show. They're the same book. Disney Channel went back and forth They're between the, the Wonderland. Book. 
Allison, that you've heard it right here, folks. <laughs> High Five Podcast has declared Alice in Wonderland, Wizard, Wizard of, of Oz, Alice. same Al- book. Wizard of Alice in Wonderland of Oz. Same thing. Yeah. That's it. I don't know if, if everybody knew this, but Alice was adopted Nailed from it. Oz. Adapt Nailed that, it. you fuckers. Boom. I'm, I'm flipping off the mic. <laughs> uh, and then number one is the Harry Potter series for all the reasons that we've mentioned. I yeah. mean, it's... A cult, if you want to talk about cultural phenomenon, it's the one that lasted the longest with most positive sentiment. Um, I'm just have always been amazed. They kids have the grown cast. up with it, and now other kids of those kids are now Getting reading those it. books. Um, and it's still sort of around. They put out the Broadway play that's that's going on right now, and it's gangbusters. And I mean, you've got spinoffs galore. You've got uh, the Fantastic Beast series, which the second movie is about to hit. Right, right. So which they're not advertising at all because Johnny Depp's making a lot of people mad. Totally. Um, but yeah, I, I think. But I'll tell you what. What they're doing by including Johnny Depp in that movie is way worse than shooting a nut into Mr. McGregor's mouth. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, man, I wish he was in this. Wait, Mr. McGregor's nut? Yeah, all of them. Grindelwald and the mystery of Mr. McGregor. <laughs> I don't know if you've read that Harry Potter book. I did. It's great. Uh, it's a it's a good spinoff. It's a real page turner when they're not stuck together. It's just <laughs> no, no. real. That would be funny if as a as a prop, like pages came stuck together. <laughs> but there's nothing pre, you could do. Just pre stuck together. Just pre glued. Yeah. Into it. We're well, adding that to the high five store immediately. I think I ran out run out of things to say. Cool. Goodbye. Bye. Magic. The end. Magic. I was born with a wand in my hand. Boy, you alive for one night stand. You killed Dumbledore and you didn't mean it, but you did it anyway. Now you're gonna feel it. Cause I got that black magic. It's time to close the door to the writer's room once again as this week's award-winning High Five, the podcast episode, comes to an end. Feel free to reach out to the guys with your suggestions for episode topics by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on Twitter at high the number five the podcast Instagram at high five the podcast or on letterbox by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or wherever you're listening to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating if you like what you hear. Even if you don't like what you hear, give us a high rating anyway. What's it costing you? Nothing. That's what we thought. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.